when you buy uh, organic vegetables in a store, is it really true organic vegetables, fruit, organic? You know, I, I'm basically vegan. You know, I am vegan and uh, uh, I stay away from uh, meat. And plus, I was raised on a farm. You know, and I'm in my 70s, so, you know, the farming was better back then. They didn't have this here, industrial farming. And and what about the industrial fish? Isn't that just as bad as uh, the corporate uh, beef? Thank you, Ronnie. Thank you. Yes, the, uh, well, fish farming is, is, uh, for the most part, it's like factory farming of animals. It's like, these are not healthy products. One of the worst, take salmon, for example, uh, which I love wild Alaskan salmon. Uh, and uh, I, I eat it every chance I get. But uh, when you see salmon in the grocery store or in a re- on a restaurant menu, you typically... You don't know what you're getting. Most of the time, what you're getting are uh, factory farmed, uh, fish farmed salmon that have been uh, sprayed with pesticides that are being fed, uh, you know, uh, rendered animal protein that are one of the unhealthiest foods there are. But when you ask, like I, if I'm in a restaurant in the U.S. and I ask the waiter, well, I see you have salmon on the menu. Is that is that wild Alaskan salmon or is that uh, fish farm? Well, they don't know. They go back and ask and you can't really, <clears throat> you can't always believe what the manager has told them and so on. So you got to read beyond labels and educate yourself. And my rule of thumb, I was a vegetarian for 40 years, but I started eating uh, meat that was raised regeneratively and organically, grass-fed, pasture-raised uh, in 2010, about 12 years ago. Uh, but I just assume that uh, it's factory farm because 90% of it is, or 95%. And so I don't eat meat and animal products in a restaurant unless I know what's going on, unless I know the restaurant manager or you know, it's it's on the menu and and labeled. Up. <clears throat> I just avoid it. And if I'm going to purchase meat or animal product, you know, I like to do it directly from the farmer, uh, if at all possible. <clears throat> and then, if that's not possible, a co-op or a natural food store that is. We'll answer your questions and be transparent. So we got to read beyond labels. In general, you can trust uh, the organic label, but that's in general. Uh, there, there is fraud. Uh, there are problems. That's why if you can get to know your farmers and ranchers, get involved in CSAs, go to the farmer's market. It's fun going to the farmer's market. Talk to the people. Visit the farms. Uh, start to grow a little bit yourself. Uh, you'll find that it's it's fun being uh, an investigative consumer, reading beyond the labels. Uh, but if you can at all possible avoid that highly processed factory farm food, uh, we need to start thinking now about 
the packaging. I mean, it's something you didn't used to have to deal with. I mean, you know, you, you went to the grocery store when I was a kid and, you know, you, you saw the, you say the meat department, you saw what you wanted. They wrapped it in paper, you know, you took it home. I mean, nowadays everything's encased in plastic. It turns out these uh, PFAS chemicals, these forever chemicals are, they're in everyone's bloodstream. They're screwing up our immune systems. I mean, you, you eat healthy food, you do the healthy things, but you, you find it really hard to lose weight, for example, which is a situation for a lot of us. And you're, you're still doing everything right. Well, now we realize there's chemicals in the environment that screw up your metabolism, you know, that make it very hard. Uh, and you got to start thinking about that too. So the packaging, the plastics, where you buy something from, these are all part of it. It's think of it as an adventure. You know, every time you go out and I'm going to do the best job I can to find the best food for myself and my family. Uh, I'm going to try to not waste money. I'm going to try to, uh, you know, 35% of the food in America is wasted. Uh, that's one reason why people think organic is expensive. You know, you have to do what my grandmother did or most of our grandmothers cook in quantity and save the leftovers and get creative, you know, and get away from this uh, plastic packaging and this, this these other toxic uh, implications of what we're eating. Thank you for that, Ronnie. Uh, and I'm going to bring in, we have just a few more minutes before our next lecture. And we're, we are, again, what a privilege to have you here and answering these questions. Uh, I'm going to bring now uh, Ben in and welcome, Ben. Thank you very much. Give me time to ask a question. I got one question is about the sleep. How many hours is better for people's better good sleep, um, sleep than to get a good health? So how many, how many hours of sleep do you, does Ronnie recommend for people getting better health? Yes. Okay. Well, you know, for uh, eight hours, I think eight, eight hours for most people, when you get a little older, like me, uh, you can, you can get by on seven hours and certainly sleep. What I find is like, it's not a question of just, well, I'm going to go to sleep at 10 o'clock and, you know, I'm going to wake up uh, at, at uh, six o'clock or whatever. It's like, if I haven't gotten enough exercise during the day, you know, if I haven't cleared my head of all these uh, conflicts and problems, uh, it's very hard for more and more of us to go to sleep and to get the sleep we need. So it's, it's very important that we get enough sleep, uh, but it's very important that we realize what uh, will enable us to get sleep. And you don't want to be taking sleeping pills that damage your liver uh, just so that you can sleep through the night. Uh, it's much better to look at your whole lifestyle and figure out what am I eating? How much exercise am I getting? What are my thoughts? Uh, how much time am I spending looking at these, these screens, phones and computers compared to being out there and in nature and so on. So great question. And yes, Ben, thank you very much for that question. And um, Ronnie, we have a, a couple of minutes left. I'm not seeing any other hands at the moment, but I've got a question for you. Um, I'm, I'm looking at a list of different myths that you've 
commented on in the past, and I'm curious if you could comment again on on GM crops and the increased yield potential. Obviously, one of the arguments for GM crops. What are, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah. Well, first of all, there's no such thing as a genetically modified crop that is not accompanied by a toxic chemical and a toxic uh, chemical fertilizer. If there were, uh, we'd be having a different discussion. But the uh, if, say, a GMO cornfield can produce more corn than an organic cornfield, well, I mean, that, you know, you look at, yeah, but what about the pesticides that were sprayed on it, the Roundup that got into the water that then you consume or so on. And it's, you also, you don't want to have monoculture. You want to have a variety of different foods produced in that. So it's like Vina Nashiva says, you want to look at nutrition per acre, not yield per acre, you know, and you don't want poison uh, in that yield. So uh, I would always, I talk about, genetically engineered crops and the toxic chemicals that always accompany them. And if someone wants to tell you that's a good idea, well, they, they're going to have to explain uh, the toxic chemical part and the chemical fertilizer part. Uh, and they can't do that. Uh, they point to misleading statistics that uh, have no meaning. Most GMOs are not used for human food at all. They're used for ethanol. Uh, they're used for uh, food for animals in factory farm confinement. They're used for uh, things like uh, high fructose corn syrup from sugar beets or that you don't want to be eating at all.